coming up this week, hear all about Lauren's Halloween trip to Walt Disney World. Welcome to this week's episode of To the Mouse and Back. Before we jump into Lauren's trip, just a couple of quick reminders. First of all, if you haven't already, please head over to the website for the show. That is tothemouseandback.com. You'll see lots of really helpful information. I've got show notes for every episode where I put links to any kind of interesting things that the people talk about on the show so that you can find that and get more information about it. I've also got information about how to submit any upcoming trips that you have to potentially be featured on the show. So I cover trips to Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, Disneyland, international Disney location, so anything like that. Obviously, the show is mostly centered around Walt Disney World. That's partly just because of geographically I'm located on the East Coast, so I tend to get mostly those East Coast trips, but any of those Disney locations are eligible to potentially be featured. So head over to the website and you can find information about how to submit a trip. Be sure to follow me on Twitter to get information about new episodes as I post them, as well as just any random Disney news that I find fascinating and decide to retweet. Um, I'm also going to be posting videos and pictures of my own Disney trip that I have coming up at the beginning of December. So you can follow me there at Mouse and Back Pod, and you'll be able to see all that there. So this week we have Lauren's Halloween trip to Walt Disney World. I know we just had Thanksgiving and uh, for my own sanity, I leave a few weeks between recording these interviews and posting the episode because editing them is not a small task. So I apologize that it's after Thanksgiving and you're getting Halloween episodes and uh, early next year you'll get the Christmas episodes. So, you know, it's a little staggered, but um, hopefully it's still fun to listen to them and pretend like it's still Halloween. So um, Lauren was on the show back in episode episode six to talk about her Disney wedding. So if you didn't hear that episode, I definitely recommend listening to it. I'll put a link to that in the show notes, or obviously you can just find that in your podcast app. So Lauren for this trip had the double joy of going to Walt Disney World, one with a toddler and two while pregnant. So you'll get to hear all about how she navigated that on her trip. Anyway, here is Lauren's trip. Hey, Lauren, welcome back to the show. Hi, Rachel. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be back. Are you excited to be back on the show? Or are you excited to be going to Disney World really soon? Um, Both. Both. Honestly. Perfect I had answer. so much fun the first time that we did this podcast together. And then, you know, getting to go to Disney is just an added bonus. <laughs> it's so funny because like I do this show partly because I like living vicariously through other people because my husband won't allow me to go to Disney like 10 times a year. So <laughs> I get to live vicariously through people. But then talking to you about your wedding, I got to live vicariously through you hearing about your wedding. So like, you know, it's fun. I get to pretend like I got to do all these fun things. Exactly. I mean, I, that's how I feel like I need to be. I need to find a, a Disney hobby that I can live vicariously through because Mike is like, I cannot support your Disney habit anymore <laughs> than what we already are right now. Well, I highly recommend starting a Disney podcast. It's uh, it's, it's not the cheapest hobby because you still have to pay for some stuff, but it's cheaper than a Disney trip. Fair, fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, I usually start by asking people what their Disney history is, but I don't need to ask you that because we already heard from you a couple of episodes ago to talk about your Disney wedding and your Disney history then. So yes, ma'am. Are you has your Disney history changed at all since then? Or is that you pretty much still rocking the Disney life? I am still rocking the Disney life hardcore. I'm a Disney <laughs> fanatic 
till I die. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, we heard about your wedding. So let's talk about the trip that you have coming up. So first of all, tell me, what is your planning style? Are you somebody who likes to make like a pretty rigid schedule that has lots of structure built in that you can follow and, you know, get specific things done? Are you somebody who likes to have a ton of flexibility in your plan or do you fall somewhere in between? Honestly, I would say I fall in between. Um, Prior to having a child, I was very rigid on our plans and we had something planned down to like almost the 30 minute mark throughout the day. But now that I have a two and a half year old who dictates our lives and we have no control over anymore, we have to be a little bit more flexible. So we have some structure. But if at any moment he has a meltdown and that is the end of it, we have the flexibility to just call it a day. Yeah, that totally makes sense. This is like so awesome because, you know, I've said on previous episodes, we're going later this year with my two and a half year old. And I have somehow lucked out into interviewing like six different people with a two-year-old. So (laughs) I am going to have questions for you about how to, because I used to have a two-year-old, but that two-year-old is five now, and I don't remember how two-year-olds work. So um, (laughs) you're going to have to help me with some of the ways you manage stuff in the parks. Oh, I will definitely give you all the pro tips I can come back with as possible because having a two-year-old I have found is like having a tiny dictator in the house. (laughs) Yep, that's absolutely right. Yep. Well, well, speaking of your tiny dictator, who is going on your trip with you? So it'll be myself, my husband, Mike, and our son, Oliver, which is the two and a half year old, and then the baby that is currently in my belly, and I will be 30 weeks pregnant with her when we go. Wow. And she has no choice but to go. She has no choice in the matter. She also has no choice but to love Disney as well. <laughs> Now, is this your first trip being pregnant or were you there previously when you were pregnant? So um, we went in April and the week I got back from that trip, I actually found out I was pregnant. Um, So I guess she was there in April. And then when we went at the end of June, I was pregnant with her as well. So this is technically, I guess you could say the third trip, but I would say two solid trips of this week. (laughs) her second trip being in my belly and going. (laughs) Man, this is like the luckiest kid in the world to not even be born yet. And this is her third Disney trip. I know, right? (laughs) I wish I would have started life out like that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how are you guys getting there? Uh, We're actually flying this time. I decided we usually like to drive and kind of split it up over two days. Um, We usually stop and like savannah and have like a nice meal and let Oliver get some energy out and break up the trip. But because I'm, I'm going to be 30 weeks pregnant, the thought of being in a car for even four hours makes me want to cry. Yeah. So we are flying out on Sunday, October 28th, 8am in the morning, straight out the gate. (laughs) Nice. Okay, so leaving Sunday, October 28th. And when do you get back? We get back on Saturday, November 3rd. Okay. And what time is your return flight? Our return flight is at 5.30. PM, right? Yes, PM. I'm sorry. (laughs) So we try to like, and because we're flying, we're not going to do a rental car. We're going to do Magical Express. And with the time that they ask you to be at the airport and get on the bus and stuff, that whole almost four hours ahead of your flight. Um, 
we tend to like to take later flights on the way back so we can get up, have breakfast, do last minute shopping at Disney Springs, things like that. So we tend to push our flights to be a little bit later on our last day. Okay, awesome. How did you pick those trip dates? Well, we were actually going on the Mickey's um, Halloween at Seas, Halloween at the High Seas Disney Cruise. Um, And then I found out I was pregnant and I was going to be too far along to go on the Halloween cruise. So we switched it straight over to going to Disney. Nice. (laughs) Back dates. (laughs) Was that process relatively easy? Like, were you able to get refunds on everything for the cruise? So actually, we were not able to do full refunds. But they told us, like, if you just want to pick a new date to move the cruise out to, we can do that, which you won't lose any money at all. So we actually went ahead and just moved our date one year out. So the four of us are going on a cruise (laughs) next year. (laughs) Um, And then added this on kind of as a a secondary vacation, if you will, because we knew we wanted to do one last vacation for Oliver as a family of three, you know, one last thing for him to be the center focus. So we'll do the cruise a year from now. We'll do that podcast a year from now. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why we just picked these dates. Okay. So you wanted specifically a Halloween trip. We did. We did. We, um, we went to Disney World for Halloween when I was actually pregnant with Oliver. Uh, and we had such a great time. And so we knew once he got a little bit older and was like really into the whole Halloween thing, we knew we wanted to bring him back. And so we, we thought that this was the perfect time to do it right before he has to have a little bit of a life change and he's still the sole focus. We thought this was the best time. Yeah. So where are you going to be staying? We are staying at Disney's Polynesian. Awesome. How did you pick that? Um, so we always tend to like rotate through like our same sort of hotels, which is either Grand Floridian or Animal Kingdom Lodge or Old Key West. Um, I should probably mention we're Disney Vacation Club members. So there's that little piece, which is why we rotate kind of through the same cycle of hotels. Okay. And we knew that we had always wanted to stay at um, Polly, but because it's been so popular, it's really hard to get rooms. And somehow, by the grace of God or the Disney gods, I should say, we got on to make this vacation and there was a room available and we were like, perfect, we'll take it. It's a sign. Nice. Now, is the Polynesian your home resort? No, our home resort is uh, Grand Floridian. Okay. Okay. So you guys, this is, you can book seven months out if you're it's not your home resort. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Okay. Awesome. All right. What kind of room are you in at the Polynesian? We are just in a studio. So small kitchenette area, uh, queen size bed, pull out sofa and separate sink area from the toilet and the shower. So that's kind of the layout of a normal deluxe studio within the DVC family. Okay. But these have a second bathroom, right? Not a second toilet, but like a second bathroom space, right? Kind of. So it's the way the Polynesian is set up. It is actually just the sink. Okay. In one of the areas and then the shower and the toilet in another area. Okay. So it's like having two bathrooms, except not the full thing. Okay. But most of them are two bathrooms. Okay. So 
are you all annual pass holders or do you purchase your tickets individually when you go? We are annual pass holders. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> of course. I mean, it's so my husband is like all about like numbers and spreadsheets and running things of that nature, which I don't even care about. Um, so he, of course, has done the numbers to see what is the most economical thing for as many times that I want to go to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> and he has found that the annual pass is by far the most economical. Well, and then plus you get the extra discounts on some of the random things. So Exactly. Now, do you all tend to do the dining plan or do you just pay for dining out of pocket? Before we had Oliver, we always did the dining plan. And then now that we have Oliver, he is not a huge eater, nor is he like a, he's kind of a picky eater. So we have found now that it's more beneficial for us to just pay out of pocket. Okay. He really did change everything in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's true. There, You look back and you're like, this is nothing at all like things used to be. <laughs> true. Okay, so you get there on a Sunday, you leave on a Saturday, and sounds like you'll get there early and leave later. So you basically have seven full or partial days. Um, so tell me a little bit about how are you breaking up your time between the four parks? Are you going to be hitting any water parks, Disney Springs? Um, so typically the first day you get there, things are a little bit crazy with having to deal with Magical Express and luggage and stuff like that. Um, so we usually kind of do like a calm day until we get our luggage. So it's usually shopping at Disney Springs or hanging out at the hotel pool. And then that evening, depending on the type of mood that Oliver is, we may head to a park or whatever. But as far as the rest of the week goes, we're going you know, Monday to Magic Kingdom. And then Tuesday, we're going to go to Epcot. And then Wednesday, we are going to do Hollywood Studios in the morning, come back to the hotel, take a good nap. And then we're doing Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. So that is on Halloween. That's like the main event for this vacation. Ah, okay. <laughs> and then Thursday, we'll go to Animal Kingdom. And then typically on Friday or the last day of our the last full day of our vacation, we actually don't make any plans and we kind of play it by ear to see how did the parks go previously in the week? Did we have a meltdown and have to leave one early and we need to go back? Do we want to go back? Do we want to have a relaxation day? So we leave typically the last full day is our free day. And then the very last day, which is usually a partial day, is kind of our last minute shopping at Disney Springs. Okay. I love the idea of leaving the last full day as a, like you said, either like we really wanted to do this again, or this time was cut short. So let's give it another try. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, we have found that that seems to be the most beneficiary to us because like, you just never know when a meltdown is going to occur. And the overstimulation is going to hit and you can't do it anymore. Or the complete opposite. They love something so much and the feeling is apparent that you get watching them be that excited you're like oh we have to go back and do this again yeah so let's talk a little bit about magic kingdom what are the highlights that you're most excited about for magic kingdom um obviously for magic kingdom we're super excited about mickey's not so scary halloween party uh like i said mike and i did that before we had oliver and we're so excited to take him back and do that um it's it's such a great time. But as far as rides go, Oliver is really into the teacups. 
and um, Goofy's Barnstormer. So I obviously can't ride Barnstormer, but the fact that he loves it and he wants to ride it a million times and he feels like such a big boy, I obviously will probably be sitting with a churro on, the <laughs> <laughs> on a wall someplace while they ride it 150 times. But that's the whole point of us going is so he can do what he wants to. And then I'll obviously get to participate in the teacups too. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Yeah, you can you can find a churro or some shade or both of those things. So. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I told um, my husband, I said, you know, I'm really sad about not being able to ride the rides. But because they have so many like special Halloween treats going on right now. I'm not too terribly sad because I'm literally just going to eat my way through Magic Kingdom, I think. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> All right. So what about Epcot? What are your highlights you're most excited about for there? So I'm really excited about Epcot with the Food and Wine Festival will still be going on while we're there. Um, just by a couple days, which is why we're doing it on Tuesday. Even though I can't participate in any alcohol, it's again, I'm going to get to eat my way through Epcot. <laughs> I feel like the stereotypical pregnant lady that's like, oh, I'm just going to eat all day, every day. <laughs> it's the baby. You have to keep the baby well fed. Exactly. And there's only, you know what, this is the last time I'm going to be pregnant, so I might as well do it right. And there's no better place than Disney World to eat all the things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then Oliver's favorite ride at Epcot is Frozen. And I swear, I feel like we ride it 150 times waiting in line, fast pass, <laughs> whatever we can do. Because he loves Olaf so much. <laughs> Anything else at Epcot you're particularly excited about? I would also probably have to say we always do uh, the Garden Grill. Have you eaten there yet? I am obsessed with Garden Grill. Okay. So that makes me... <laughs> it's one of my favorite restaurants. And it was before we had Oliver. Um, <laughs> simply because of the food. I think the food is absolutely amazing there. Yes. And then now Oliver's like kind of just fold it right in because he loves the characters and he actually likes the food as well. So I always feel like every time we eat at Garden Grill, it's the most calm, relaxing meal we have for you know, however many months it is until we go back to Disney. <laughs> yeah, like they because because it's family style, there's always food on the table, like they bring the first course out so quickly, and they're always bringing more and the character interaction is awesome. Have you been there for breakfast? I haven't done breakfast yet. Oh my goodness. Okay, your next trip, you've got to do breakfast. Do you like cinnamon rolls by any chance? Uh, yes. Okay. So breakfast, the first course is this big like pan of cinnamon rolls and <gasps> they're like hot and they're amazing. And yeah, so you absolutely have to try breakfast at some point. Now I'm like, want to look at my schedule and see if I can like revamp <laughs> things to see if I can get garden grill breakfast. It's like, I love dinner and we've always done either lunch or dinner. Cause we're like, Oh, we're at the park. This is perfect. But now I'm like, I need those cinnamon rolls in my life. Girl, go set like a mouse dining alert. And if one pops up, grab it. Because first of all, it's really like breakfast is amazing. But if you can get a pre-park opening reservation, then you can have breakfast. And as soon as you're done, you can hop on Soren before the park opens. Oh, yes. This is what I need to do because 
this this is exactly what I need. <laughs> Thanks for that pro tip. <laughs> it's funny because we ate there um, in April of last year with the girls and it like the food was amazing and the characters were awesome. And when Mike and I went in May, just the two of us for an adults only trip, it's the only character meal that we ate because it like the food is so good. And like you said, like it's it's I just feel like it's a lot calmer than a lot because you don't you're not like rushing up to go to a buffet and there aren't just like all these people moving around everywhere and you don't even have to stress about what you're ordering because it's family style. So I just I find it to be like really relaxing. Plus Mickey's dressed as a farmer. Like you can't be stressed when Mickey's dressed like a farmer. Right. He's so cute in his little overalls. And I agree. Like I love Ohana, but it's like they start getting up and dancing and it, you know, there's people all around and don't get me wrong. The food is delicious. And I love Lilo and Stitch, but between that and then Chef Mickey's where you're having to get up and go to the buffet, it's like, this is the most calm, relaxing character meal you can have. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Totally agree. Well, I'm going to be changing this to breakfast and I'm very excited about it. (laughs) Well, I look forward to hearing you come back and hearing, did you have breakfast or lunch or dinner or all three, you know, no judgment. (laughs) So that's up to you. (laughs) Hey, it's totally possible. You'll be like, if I sit here long enough, will you serve me all three meals? I'm pregnant. Is that, can you just bring me lunch now? (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, Disney's not going to turn me away. And then if I throw the pregnancy card, they're like, yes, sweetie, you just sit here all day long. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay. So Hollywood Studios, what are your highlights for Hollywood Studios? Um, so for Hollywood Studios, uh, we went at the end of June. So we were there for the opening of Toy Story Land, um, which, yes, it was exciting that first day being there and, you know, being the first ones back there. It was literally pandemonium and chaos. And I didn't get to actually enjoy it and look around and really notice the, the things that I wanted to because. There were so many people like I can't I just I can't with how many people were there. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this time I'm really excited to go back now that it's calmed down a little bit and actually enjoy that area and walk through and look at the details. And obviously, like Oliver and Mike will get to ride the rides and I'll just be sitting on a wall eating something. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really excited to go back and actually experience Toy Story Land with a uh, normal crowd level. Yeah, absolutely. And then something else that Mike and I started the first time I took him to Disney with me is we started eating at the Hollywood Brown Derby at Hollywood Studios. Okay. And that's something that we do every single trip and we have done it even since Oliver's been born. So Fun. we typically don't go at dinner now that we have him since it is a little bit of a nicer restaurant, but we still do lunch. And that's kind of our tradition that we've carried from being boyfriend, girlfriend, and now to mom and dad. <laughs> awesome. I love that. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be able to carry that tradition on for the rest of our lives. Yeah, that's very cool. All right. So what about Animal Kingdom? What are your highlights there? So I'm really excited about Animal Kingdom, but for a very weird reason. (laughs) I was able to get fast passes for Flight of Passage this go-round. And though I can't ride Avatar Flight of Passage, Mike can, and he he is now like a little boy. He's so excited to ride it. Like he... (laughs) 
is about to lose his mind. So my other child now gets to have (laughs) the enjoyment that he's been looking for. So I'm really excited that he gets to do something that he's been wanting to do for a long time. And Oliver and I will probably just go walk around and look at all the pretty waterfalls in Avatar land. But that's what I'm most excited about is for Mike to have this this moment with flight of passage. <laughs> <laughs> now, do each of you have a fast pass or is it just him? So I got myself and him a fast pass so he can actually ride it twice. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. That is a very, you are a very generous wife. I like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That'll be really cool. Well, you'll have to take pictures of him being super excited about flight of passage. Yes, yes, I definitely will. Oliver loves like Festival of the Lion King when we go every time and he's super cute to watch his expressions and, you know, do all the fun things in the show. But I really, truly am excited for Mike to be able to ride this ride because he's been dying to ride it. So stay tuned for that follow up on how much he loves it. (laughs) Wait, so he's he not ridden it yet? No, he hasn't ridden it yet. I didn't realize that. I just assumed he would have ridden it, but he hasn't ridden it at all. No, he hasn't ridden it at all. We've done the other one, which I can't, Navi River Journey. Uh-huh. We've done the other ride there, but he's never done Flight of Passage because Oliver can't quite ride it, and uh-huh. he feels bad making me wait for three or four hours for the line right. for him to ride it. So he's always been like, no, I'm not going to do that to you. I'm not going to do that to Oliver. And now I was able to get these fast passes and he gets to do it. And he's so excited. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So stay tuned. Like I said, I will fill everybody in on the goodness that comes out of him being able to ride it finally. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, tell me a little bit about your kind of overall schedules during the day. Um, What time do you typically get to the parks? Are you rope droppers? And how long do you stay? Are you going to plan to stay for fireworks? What are your overall plans around that? So we are typically not rope droppers and not because of my son. It's because of me. (laughs) I I am not a morning person at all. So we typically get up in the morning and we have our breakfast and we don't get to the park until around like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Sometimes we'll be there at 10, but no earlier than 10. There's never a day that we're there any earlier than that. Um, And typically we do try and stay for fireworks. Um, whether it be that we're going to do phantasmic or we do, um, you know, the fireworks at magic kingdom, which for Mickey's not so scary as hollow wishes, we typically try and do fireworks every other night. So then Oliver is not staying up super late every single night. Okay. So we try and alternate. So he has a late night and then an earlier night and then a late night. Okay. Do you already know which nighttime shows you're going to try to go for this time? This time we haven't really decided. We just know that we're definitely staying at Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party until Hollow Wishes. We definitely want to do that with him. Um, so that's the only one definitively that we have set in stone that we want to do. Um, a lot of times it'll it'll also be, you know, did he eat a good dinner? Did he take a later nap? Did he take a nap at all? So we try and factor those things into the day as we go. Yeah. All right. Well, I am super jealous of your trip. Um, I mean, anybody who eats at Garden Grill, I'm automatically jealous, but it sounds like you guys have a lot of really fun stuff planned. 
we do. I'm very excited about this trip. Um, hopefully I will be able to do the walking that we normally do every trip, but if not, it sounds like with the rides that Mike and Oliver want to do, I will get my fair share of breaks, which is good. (laughs) Yeah. But it also sounds like you're going to eat your fair share of magic kingdom food and food and wine food. So, you know, doing some walking will be okay because it'll balance out all those calories. Exactly. I'm really excited to come back and tell everybody about all the food that I ate. (laughs) (laughs) Your post-trip report is just going to be 45 minutes of you listing all of the snacks that you had. (laughs) Right. In my garden and grill, like 24 hour meal. (laughs) (laughs) And be like, they had to roll me out of garden grill at the end. (laughs) That's kind of what I'm thinking at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Do you like Nutella? I do. They bring you Nutella to put on your Mickey waffles. Oh my God. (laughs) Stop. What Uh, is this life that I haven't even heard of? I feel like I haven't even been doing Disney right by not eating breakfast here. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing with my life. I should tell everybody like, hey, don't listen to my trip. It's not good. I don't know how to do Disney. I haven't been doing breakfast at Garden Grill. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Isn't it cool, though, to know that like Disney is like so big and so constantly changing that even when you've gone a bajillion times, you can still be surprised and you can still do new stuff. Yes, that's one of my favorite things about Disney. Mike and I did the scuba diving at the Coral Reef. Whoa, that's awesome. Yeah, we got engaged and we did scuba diving and it was one of the coolest experiences I had ever had in my entire life. And I told Mike, I said, I've been coming here all ye- all these years and I didn't even know that this was an option. So it's like the fact that you can go so many times and always find something new. That's like one of the best parts about Disney. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. All right. Well, I cannot wait to talk to you when you get back. I hope you guys have an absolute blast. Thank you so much. I can't wait to tell you guys all about it. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, Lauren, welcome back from your trip. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be home. Even though it was a great time, it's nice to be back. Yeah. It's sad when you're done, but there's a little, there's something comforting about sleeping in your own bed and just having your own stuff back. Exactly. I missed my dogs very much. I missed my bed seeing that I'm pregnant and I couldn't tote along my pregnancy pillows. So. <laughs> I am not pregnant, but when we go on our trip next month, I'm planning to Amazon Prime myself a body pillow because I just, I need my pillows when I sleep. Yes. It's so hard. Like I try to like stack together. I got like a bunch of extra ones from housekeeping and try to like makeshift myself a pregnancy pillow, which was just a giant (laughs) fail. So when I got home, I was like, oh my gosh, best friend, I missed you so much. (laughs) I've done that before. I come back from trips and like we were going to bed at night and I'm like, I missed you. And my husband's like, I miss you too. I'm like, I was talking to my pillows. I'm sorry. No. Right, exactly. He gets that. (laughs) Awesome. Well, let's hear all about your trip. So you guys were going to be traveling Sunday, October 28th through Saturday, November 3rd. So um, let's talk about your arrival day. How did your trip down there go? The trip actually went really well. We flew and um, Oliver, our son, did great on the plane. There was not a peep out of him. He ate breakfast at the airport bright and early, way ahead of his normal uh, 
wake up time. And he was an absolute trooper on the plane. So I could not be more proud of him for that. Aww. <laughs> Granted, don't let anybody think that I didn't give him an iPad because I did. Oh, yeah. No judgment. But he behaved. There wasn't a peep. He was good. So we'll take it. And then we landed and we went straight to Magical Express. And I will say at Magical Express, we had to wait quite a bit, Mm. which was unfortunate with a toddler. So waiting in that line for about 45 minutes was tough. So you were not on a bus. You were still waiting in a line for a while? Yeah, we were waiting in the line down um, for Magical Express for quite a while, which our line was the shortest out of all the other resorts. So I shouldn't complain too much. But like I said, 45 minutes with a toddler was tough. Yeah. That was probably the longest I had ever waited for a Magical Express bus. Okay. So you had to wait for 45 minutes. And then after that, was it smooth sailing? Yeah. Like we got on the bus. um, We were the second stop. Um, We arrived at Polynesian. We went in, we checked in, and um, our room wasn't ready, which we expected that. No big deal. Um, So we went and just kind of walked around outside, um, let Oliver stretch his legs, basically. And then we decided, like, hey, guess we should probably get some lunch at some point. (laughs) (laughs) So we kind of, like, trolled around a little bit and decided that uh, we would go eat at Gasparilla's, which is, like, our favorite quick service which is over at the Grand Floridian. Okay. So we took a quick stroll over there, ate at Gasparilla's, and then while we were there, we actually got a text message that our room was ready, which was well ahead of schedule, which is great. Yeah. Um, and we headed back. We got our room. We got our stuff straight. Um, basically unpacked, did all that fun stuff. I'm one of those people where I like to unpack. I like to have everything kind of laid out by each day of what everybody's going to wear to know like what needs to be ironed. Mm. Wait, you <laughs> iron at Disney World? I Yes. <laughs> I should be completely honest. Like I don't iron. Mike does the ironing. But <laughs> yes, we do ironing almost every single day at Disney World, which is kind of crazy town. Oh I know. Goodness. I've seen irons in the room and I'm like, who are these crazy people who are ironing at <laughs> Disney World? But now I know it's you and Mike. <laughs> It is definitely us. So our first day was really about like prepping the room and making sure that we were ready to go for the week and Uh our clothes were ironed so we didn't have to deal with that at night and we were just ready to go. So it was good. It was just a very relaxing day. Let Oliver, like I said, he had been up super early so we knew that he was going to crash and we wanted him to kind of crash early because of the fact that we were going to get up and have our first day at the park. Yeah. So it was, like I said, it was very relaxed, hung out, got everything straight, watched some cartoons per usual. (laughs) (laughs) And then we went to bed early. I think we were all in bed at like eight o'clock. Oh, that's awesome. Which is kind of embarrassing to say, but also magical all at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, no, you can tell we're in our 30s because like in our 20s, if we had said we were in bed at eight o'clock, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. But like in our 30s, it's like, yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) It's like no judgment when you're in your 30s and you say you go to bed at eight o'clock. Everybody say, wow, that's a pretty sweet night. Yeah, especially when you're pregnant and you have a kid. So, yeah. Now, does Oliver still sleep in a crib? So he does. At home, he's in a crib, and we actually bring our um, guava with us, which is like a portable pack-and-play, if you will. Okay. Um, It's super small, super compact, and any parents out there that travel 
a lot with your kid, I highly, highly, highly recommend you get one because it's a lifesaver. What is this called? It's called the Guava, G-U-A-V-A. And I think, I can't remember the other company that has one that like competes with it, but this one was a gift to us because my brother and his wife and their four kids, they have them okay. for their traveling and they swore by them and they were like, this is going to be something that you guys use all the time. And I'm a germaphobe. So like, I don't like to use the pack and play in the room. I'm like, oh my God, what if some kids spit up? Like, oh, we're yeah. going to die. <laughs> so I have this like small guava that goes with us everywhere. It like goes on your back. It has like backpack style things that come out of the whole container. So it's super easy to travel with. It's compact. You can put it on your back. It, I literally, I tell everybody that it's a must have, must have if you have kids and you travel. Awesome. I'll put a link to this in the show notes so people can can take a look at it. Yes, it's awesome. (laughs) Okay. So first day, like I said, pretty uneventful, pretty quiet traveling, um, which is kind of why we set our trips up the way we do. So like first day is not stressful. We can get there, we can get settled and Oliver can start kind of getting familiar with his surroundings. So he's not a maniac and completely thrown all off schedule while we're there. Right, right. Okay. All right. So then your first day was going to be Magic Kingdom. Yes. How did that go? It went really well. Um, We got up that morning. We ended up having breakfast at the hotel. Mike just ran down and picked us up some quick service. And we ate in the room and got dressed and everything. And then we jumped on the monorail and headed to Magic Kingdom. And our firstish ride was at Buzz Lightyear. We didn't get there until a little bit later. Um, like I told you before, we don't like to plan things super early in the morning. We're not early, early morning people. Uh-huh. Um, so we rode Buzz Lightyear, which is Oliver's jam. Like Buzz Lightyear, he thinks is his best friend. Oh, <laughs> um, we rode that and then we actually had lunch reservations at the plaza. So it was good as far as like vicinity goes and, um, being close and that was planned out perfectly. So we went Buzz Lightyear, went to the plaza, had lunch which I really do wish that the Magic Kingdom had more casual sit-down. I know they're all sit-down restaurants and they're supposed to be casual because you're at a theme park, but I like the plaza because it's extra casual, but you still get that like formalized meal an hour to relax, Uh if that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) So it's always nice to have a break. And then after that, we went back and rode the people mover because Oliver likes that as well. I do too. And then right before we left for Disney, he actually discovered Monsters Inc. Okay. And he loves Sully. So we got to do like the Monsters Laugh Floor this time for the first time with him. Aww. And he thought it was just the funniest thing ever. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Which was super cute. Super cute. So after we did that, We went and got the candy corn milkshake that was exclusive for the Halloween time. Okay. And I'm pretty sure I sent our group chat, our big like Disney group chat, a picture of it. I do remember that now. And it was life changing. And I don't (laughs) think it was life changing because I'm pregnant and it was so hot out. Originally, we thought the temperatures were going to be like in the low 80s. Uh Uh-huh. And they ended up being the upper 80s, low Uh, 90s the entire time we were there. uh, So the candy corn milkshake had like this big, huge puff of cotton candy on the top and then a big marshmallow Mickey head stuck to the straw. And 
most people are like candy corn's gross, which I typically am not like I like it, but I'm not a huge fan. Uh-huh. This tasted more like an orange creamsicle. Yum. So it was delicious. Awesome. <laughs> okay. And then after that, we went and um, rode the teacups about 150 times, <laughs> unfortunately. And being pregnant, and I'm sure most people out there like riding the teacups, those things are not easy to get in and out of on a good day, <laughs> much less being pregnant. I was yeah. like, I'm going to get stuck here, and they're going to have to remove this teacup from the tracks, and I'm going to be that person. Uh-huh. But yeah, Oliver kept wanting to ride them. So I was like, I'm not going to deprive him of that. Like, you can ride them. And then we uh, we headed back to um, Dumbo area so Mike and Oliver could ride Barnstormer because that's another one that Oliver loves. Uh-huh. So while I was hanging out there on the wall, because <laughs> I can't ride it, unfortunately, I started looking for dinner reservations because we didn't really have any plans for that night. We were like, oh, you know. If we hang out here, we'll go eat at, you know, wherever, the lunching pad or anything like that. Uh-huh. And I actually found Chef Mickey's oh. for dinner at 7. And I was like, yep, we'll take it. Sold. Perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I booked that. And then Mike came walking out of line and Oliver had fallen asleep on his shoulder in line. Uh-huh. So they actually ended up not even getting a chance to ride that ride and we decided you know what let's just go ride the train we can get a breeze since it's so hot it'll give me a chance to like continue to rest and yeah I wasn't really pushing myself so we went and got on the train that was fun we did like two laps on the train and if you get on the train back by um barnstormer uh-huh you go right by all the construction for the new Tron ride ah so that was kind of fun. Like Mike and I weren't really expecting to be able to see anything, mm-hmm. but you could actually see what's going on. And it's a pretty massive project. If anybody knows how much land is kind of back there by Space Mountain, it's a ton. And they are, they're really doing a lot. So I'm interested to see what comes of that. Yeah. Well, and I know they're closing the train in December for a while for that construction. Yeah. And so, I I mean, I definitely get why now, because after seeing how the magnitude of it, I understand why the train has to be closed. Yeah. At first, I was like really bummed about it. I was like, oh, just being whiny, basically. Uh (laughs) (laughs) So after that, Oliver woke up and like I said, we took two two loops around, which was perfect for me. It gave me a chance to kind of like breathe. Uh And then um, we ended up getting off at the front of the park. And we decided to kind of go peruse the shops because I'm one of those people that if I go at like holiday time, I want like the exclusive holiday merchandise, Uh all things Halloween, all things Christmas, you name it, I have to have it, the magic bands, what have you, all of it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Which this year they were doing like the 25 years of Hocus Pocus, which I mean, everybody loves Hocus Pocus, right? Oh, yeah. So we went in the shops and they had a ton of stuff. I did some shopping. I like to do shopping pretty much at the beginning of the trip so I can have it all sent back to the room so I don't have to like lug it around the parks and stuff. That's always my goal. Yeah. (laughs) Despite Oliver like wanting a toy that he has to carry around the park all day. But I was a little bit disappointed in the sense that all of their Mickey Mouse branded exclusive Halloween merchandise was gone. Aww. 
it was already sold out, which I thought was kind of poor planning on Disney's behalf because it was the week of Halloween, which is when you would expect people to really be buying that stuff and coming to visit for Halloween and everything. I thought they would have like a little bit more set to the side for those folks, but they didn't because I'm also like the popcorn bucket collector. Ah, (laughs) I'm one of those people (laughs) and all of the Halloween exclusives were sold out. Even at Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. Mm. So I was a little disappointed in Disney's planning and logistics around that. Yeah. But of course, I'm going to let them slide and I'll go back and give them more money. Right. That's that's how you'll show them. <laughs> so once we kind of like walked around and did the shopping, we were like, okay, well, let's go ahead and head over to the Contemporary because there's a lot of people heading out of the park. It was that time of the night. We didn't know how long the monorail was going to take as far as the line and everything. Mm-hmm. So we went and jumped on the monorail and we hit it to Chef Mickey's. And I hadn't been there in quite some time. Uh I'd been for like breakfast. It was probably the most recent one. And I say breakfast. It was like a 1030 breakfast. Uh (laughs) But the dinner was really, really good. Hmm. I don't know if you've done Chef Mickey dinner or not. I haven't. I've been there for breakfast, but not for dinner. Right. So I was like, wow, I was very impressed. It was a large buffet, which again, I'm not like a huge buffet person. But the selection was really good. Awesome. They had everything from like prime rib to turkey and dressing to all kinds of different pastas to tons of vegetables and um, different soaked olives and breads. And Hmm. it was really just like a variety of stuff, which was perfect, especially with a toddler who's picky. Yeah. Like there was not anything up there that I couldn't find for him. I was like, there's tons of stuff. Awesome. And they had the most delicious macaroons. So if there's any macaroon fans out there, I highly recommend you go into Chef Mickey's for dinner just for those. Nice. Okay. (laughs) So we had a great time at dinner. It was good. The character interactions were good. They spent a lot of time at each table, which I really appreciate that when they do that. It's not just like a take a picture and walk away. Yeah. Um, I like when they actually really interact with the kids and they did a great job. So I was very pleased with that. And then after dinner, we went and walked through a couple shops and then we got on the monorail and headed back home to which we got there around nine ish. And by the time we bathed Oliver and everything, we were in bed by like 10, 1030, which is not terrible. But when Oliver usually goes to bed at 730. Right. Yeah. We were starting to struggle a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a good day. Um, he did get that little nap. So I think that's what kind of held us off for the day. But I knew like, hey, coming, I was telling Mike, like, when we we're heading back to the hotel. I was like, you know what, though? Like, we got to get up early in the morning because we have garden grill breakfast that I was able to score. So we've got to get up and going. Ah. Uh. <laughs> So that was really like on my mind the whole time. I know everybody's like, gosh, all she's done is talk about food. But that was kind of the <laughs> one thing I had going for me this trip is I could eat whatever I wanted. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's kind of how Monday went, which was great. Like I, I call that a successful day. We don't do a lot of heavy planning. We do light planning and we're able to adjust accordingly. Awesome. All right. So then the next day, how was Garden Grill for breakfast, a.k.a. your Epcot day, but most importantly, your Garden Grill breakfast? Okay. 
everybody listen to this. <laughs> if you go to Disney World, make reservations for breakfast at Garden Grill. <laughs> Don't score them right off the right off the bat. Go to your touring plans. Use one of the reservation helpers to find one. And also just check your app every single day. Yeah. Because it's that amazing. (laughs) Rachel did not lie to me. She did not build up these expectations that were not met. The pan of cinnamon rolls is literally life. There's nothing better. (laughs) Seriously, if you are like a cinnamon roll fan, they're, they're very good. And the Mickey waffles with Nutella... Yeah, I mean, it's all it's all very life changing for me. It was for me, at least like I was so happy. At one point, Mike was like, are you done eating yet? And I was like, mm, no, no, not. You may make another round in this place. Yeah, it's keep going. I haven't decided yet. So I definitely recommend to everybody that you go to Garden Grill for breakfast because it was phenomenal. I've always been a huge fan of it for, you know, lunch and dinner. And I just had never gotten outside of my comfort zone to go for breakfast because, again, we're not super early morning people. And it it may become a new staple that I have to have a meal there for breakfast and for lunch or dinner because it's (laughs) that good. And like I I said, I think I said on the pre-trip that – uh, if you are an early morning person, if you can do a pre-park opening breakfast, so if there's a nine o'clock open and you can get a reservation for eight, eight ten, eight fifteen, if you get there, you know, right at like eight, eight o five, um, you can be out of there before nine, and they will usually let you at least queue up for Soren, and in some cases, they'll let you actually ride it before the park actually opens. So it's, you know, especially with Epcot having those three headliners, you know, you often have to rope drop one, fast pass one, and then, you know, decide how to do the other one. You know, you can single rider and test track or whatever. But if you can do Soren before the park even opens, then that frees you up to then go right to test track or frozen um, with, you know, a minimal line. So it's a good touring strategy as well. Yeah, that's like a super pro tip if you're willing to get out of bed, for sure. <laughs> Lauren's like, I'd rather sleep a little, like an extra hour, and then I'll wait in line for Frozen. Thank you very much. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, how was the rest of your day after the the sugar rush of the cinnamon rolls? <laughs> the rest of the day, I'm going to be completely honest with you, was a little bit rough because I had eaten so much. <laughs> <laughs> they had to just like roll you around the park. Right, which is mildly embarrassing. <laughs> um, we had like frozen fast passes that we were kind of like cutting it close to get to. Uh-huh. And Mike was like, come on, we got to go. We got to go. We got to get here. You know, Oliver loves this. If not, we're going to be waiting in line. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> Thankfully, we made it and we were able to ride r- frozen. So that was perfect. If any of you folks out there who haven't read Frozen, like I highly recommend it. They did a really good job with it. I know all the parents of the world are super annoyed by Frozen at this point, even me. <laughs> um, but the ride is super cute. It's yeah. very, very good. Then after that, we kind of just like meandered around um, the World Showcase because we were back there. So it's like we went in Mexico and we rode Los, um, the Los Caballeros, which I'm waiting for them to kind of redo that ride, to be completely honest with you. It seems like it's due for it. I really do think it's cute, but I think it could use like a solid overhaul Mm -hmm. to be able to bring more people in. Yeah. 
Because the last few times we have ridden it, we've literally walked right on it. And again, I'm not going to complain because that's a good five-minute ride in the AC. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, even including more of, like, the Dia de las Muertas from um, Coco. Yeah. I think would be really good because they have the huge exhibit in there now. So that's just kind of like, that was like my thought for Epcot for the day. Yes. Yep. Totally agree. So we, like I said, we meandered, we went in the shops, um, food and wine festival was going on. So for lunch, we pretty much just kind of picked food here, there, everywhere because I had eaten so much at lunch at, at breakfast. I really wasn't that hungry. Uh-huh. Oliver were hungry, which if you haven't been in Food and Wine Festival, all the little kiosks that they have set up, I love that food. It's so good. Uh-huh. And then we went to Ride Nemo, and it was actually closed. Oh. I know. We had a fast pass for it, which was a little sad. Um, they said the entire aquarium was closed. So, Weird. yeah. Um, anybody that had, like, reservations at the Coral Reef, they were canceled. Like, Whoa. nobody was allowed in. Nothing. So I'm not quite sure what happened, if it was a power outage or AC, but they were shut down for the day. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I was like, well, what happened? And like, nobody was really giving me the skinny because I was like, oh, well, I kind of need to tell them. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to be able to tell people like what happened. <laughs> so we deviated plans a little bit, went and stood in line to meet Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and Baymax and all those characters, which... Oliver's super into character, so it worked out for the best anyways. Nice. And then we discovered, I'm not quite sure if it's for Food and Wine Festival or if it is um, something they're doing permanently. But on one of the sides of where Innovations used to be, they have this thing called the Light Lab. Have you heard of that? I have heard of it, but I don't remember what it actually is. So they have two sections to it. They have a section where it's all these different local beer flights. Uh-huh. And then they have a section where it's slushies. And the slushy aspect, obviously, that's what we did because I can't drink. But the slushy aspect of it is really cool because they give you three different slushies. It's like a, a flight slushy, essentially. Okay. And they talk to you about, like, using your different senses and how when your eyes see a certain color, it automatically associates a taste with it. Okay. And so every color was actually not what your brain associated with that color with the taste. Okay. So it like played tricks on you. Interesting. It was a lot of fun. It was interesting because like it's exactly like it said. We had a purple one and we were like, oh, this is going to be sweet like grape. And it ended up being super sour like lemon. Huh. And so your brain is like, trickery like what's happening here ah, okay um so yeah I, I recommend doing it just for the sense of the whole mind game aspect and it's uh -huh. something the whole family can do they're like large slushies hmm. and so like myself mike and oliver all drink the slushies and it was more than enough okay so it was fun yeah that sounds cool like i said i don't know if it was like part of food and wine or if it was like a thing that they're going to be doing for a while. Yeah. I feel like I remember reading that it was part of food and wine, but I can't remember that for sure. I'll have to look that up and put that in the show notes as well. Yeah, it was, like I said, it was fun. It was interesting. Hmm. Um, and then at that night, we went to Tempanito for dinner. We had an early dinner that night, which Tempanito is in Japan, and that's the one where they cook in front of you. Okay. 
Uh, I hadn't been there in a little bit, and I will be completely honest with everybody. If you're going there, that's great, but you may want to reconsider someplace else because it was very rushed. They Mm. had us in and out in less than 30 minutes. Oh, wow. And when you're paying that much money for that type of food, you expect to not be rushed. Yeah. But even looking at the other tables, like that's how they were rolling people through. Oh, wow. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. So I would recommend like if you want to go to a Japanese style like restaurant, do it in your hometown. Yeah. (laughs) Or you have more of a relaxed setting and you don't feel rushed because like I said, paying that much money to kind of get shuffled in and out in less than 30 minutes was kind of sad in my opinion. Yeah. I feel like that would be disappointing. It was. It was very disappointing. (laughs) I mean, especially when like you know, the show and the experience is supposed to be such a big part of it. You don't want to be rushed through that. Right. Exactly. I completely agree. So um, like I said, that's just my little insight that I want to share with everybody because it's not a cheap meal at all. Yeah. Which nothing in Disney is, but (laughs) that's really expensive. Yeah. And you want to feel like you got your money's worth. Exactly. Exactly. After that, we actually ended up deciding to call it a night because Oliver did not take a nap that day. Okay. And we had stayed up so late from the night before and we knew the next day was Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to kind of get back to the room, start quieting down and get him to bed at a halfway decent time. Yeah. That's what we did Tuesday night. Again, that goes back to our minimal planning that we like to do in case we have to deviate due to no naps. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. So then the next day was actually Halloween and you guys were going to do Hollywood Studios that morning? Yep. How did that go? Um, It was really good other than it was so hot. Mm. (laughs) We got up um, and also the parking bus situation at Hollywood Studios is horrific now at best. Mm Mm-hmm which I feel like I didn't do my due diligence in researching that aspect. (laughs) But I had literally just been there at the end of June. So I didn't think it was going to be that much of a difference. But it was. Yeah. The buses, I I swear, they're probably a mile, maybe a mile and a half out. And I may be exaggerating, but I'm pregnant. I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) away from where they used to be like the entire entrance is being moved outward it's kind of hard to explain but i think that's due and largely to the gondolas yeah and how they're set up but i know that hollywood studios is also trying to expand more and so i think they're trying to push things out because they can't go back anymore Mm -hmm. but just bring your walking shoes when you go to that bus stop. That's my <laughs> biggest recommendation for everybody for Hollywood Studios. <laughs> yeah, that just seems awful. It, it was really bad. I I think I told a, told you guys in the group chat that like I thought about Ubering from the bus stop to like <laughs> the front front because uh-huh. it was that far. It was so crazy. Um, but we got in and our first fast passes were for Toy Story Midway Mania, which going to Toy Story Land is a magical thing. I love it. I think it's so cute. Yeah. Oliver loves Toy Story. So we got to meet Buzz and Woody on our way back there. Um, We rode Toy Story Midway Mania, which was fun to go through with all the new theming and just looking at all the accents and details that Disney has put into Toy Story Land is just unreal. Yeah. (laughs) It was very hot, like I said. And that part of the park does not have a lot of shade at all. 
which seems like such a huge oversight. Yeah, I didn't realize it as much the first time we went there when it was opening. Mm -hmm. Because it was like, it was exciting and it was opening day and it was chaotic and crowded and all that fun stuff. And then going back and actually being able to take everything in and look around, I was like, there's not a lot of shade and we are in Florida and it is hot. Uh (laughs) I was like, that is definitely an oversight on their part for sure. But we rode Midway Mania, which is always fun. And then we went and had lunch at our favorite restaurant, which is the Brown Derby. Awesome. That's something we always do every time we go, like I said. And then we went to Frozen Sing Along, which have you done Frozen Sing Along? We tried to, but it was too scary for my three-year-old last time. I Everything uh-huh. was scary. Oh, okay. 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 I was a little sad coming out of Frozen. Because, like, Anna and Elsa were not really a part of it. Mm. It was, and I didn't know that. Like, you think as big of a Disney person I am, I would have done my research. But I thought it was <laughs> them telling the story and them doing the sing-along. But it was, like, two people of the land telling the story. And then it was just them flashing up the movie and adding the words to the bottom. So it was, like, karaoke. Uh-huh. I've heard that those historian people are really funny, but I can see if you're kind of expecting it to be really centered around Anna and Elsa, that that would be pretty disappointing. Yeah, like I, I was hoping maybe for a little Olaf action even. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, like Oliver became like super disengaged halfway through. Mm, yeah. He was just kind of over it and was like, neat, this is not really that cool because I can watch it on my mom and dad's phones. Right. So... <laughs> It's time to go. Yeah. <laughs> so it's okay that she was scared. Like, I get that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then after that, we decided, like, we were going to let Mike ride Rock and Roller Coaster as, um, you know, kind of something fun for him to do since I don't get to do anything fun now. So he went and <laughs> rode Rock and Roller Coaster. Oliver and I went and shopped because that's what I do best. Uh-huh. And then we decided to head out. And we went back to the room to take our naps and everything to get ready for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Okay. That night, it was Halloween. We went to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. It was um, it was hot, so Oliver didn't get to wear his costume, which he was less than pleased about. But I told him that in 90-degree weather, he was going to probably spontaneously combust if he did. <laughs> <laughs> what was his costume going to be? Buzz Lightyear. Aww. I know, I know. He was so cute. I let him wear it around the room, but I was like, buddy, we can't do it. It's just too hot. And thank God, like, I had a backup plan that we all had family matching shirts that were Mm. Halloween themed. Yeah. So we weren't completely like fun sponges. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we went, it was sold out that night. And I don't think that I had fully mentally prepared myself for what sold out for Mickey's not so scary Halloween party meant. Uh huh. It was insane. Mm. It was insane. <laughs> I don't, I feel like the park was more packed at Mickey's not so scary Halloween party than it was when we went on Monday. Oh, wow. During the day. Uh huh. Yeah. It was, it was crazy town. It was, it was a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Always a lot of fun, like all the trick-or-treating stations, like Disney does such a good job with that and the amount of candy they give. 
people are so creative with costumes. We saw a family where the dad had on an apron and the mom had like made it and it said Casey's across it. And they had made like a, um, a actual like Disney name tag with his name on it. Uh And then the kids were hot dog, French fries, ketchup and mustard, (laughs) which I thought was so cute. I'm like, this family wins the night for sure. Uh You are Casey's. You were the hot dog. You were the server. Like you win. (laughs) (laughs) That's really cute. Um, so being able to see everybody's like super creative costumes was amazing. Um, I did feel bad for some of the people because, like I said, it was very hot. Mm. And then the shows are always good. Like I said, they did like the Sanderson sisters with Hocus Pocus, which uh-huh. huge fan had a blast. The parades are so good. I mean, a regular Disney parade is good, but when you start talking about holidays and more themed parades, uh-huh. and the characters and their Halloween costumes. It really, it, it was good. Like, it was definitely a Disney experience for sure. Nice. They had some really good, like, exclusive foods for the night. Uh-huh. That, um, you know how they do, like, special desserts or special, like, we had a burger that was really good. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was the Munster Mash burger at, um, I can never remember the name of the place, uh, but it's the dinosaur that plays the piano. The dinosaur that plays the piano? Yeah, it's like a lizard or a dinosaur. Where is this restaurant? It's right by the teacups. It's like the huge... Are you talking about Cosmic Rays? That's it. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't think he was a dinosaur. I thought he was like a alien guy. I always thought he was a dinosaur. <laughs> okay. Well, clearly, whatever he is, you can't tell what he is. <laughs> I think that's Sunny Eclipse is what he's known as. That is his name. That is exactly what his name is. You are dead spot with that. <laughs> so they have like a really cool burger. It was called the Munster Mash. And it was a black bun with cheese. It was a cheeseburger. The cheese was Munster cheese with tater tots and sriracha aioli. Interesting. So I feel like it was a little bit of like step up, step up for quick service. Uh-huh. And it was really good. And I was like, okay, well, they just need to make this a permanent menu item because it's delicious. Nice. Okay. Um, so I, those are types of things that I like to like to try, like the foods that aren't there the whole time. Again, I know I'm food centric. <laughs> <laughs> we rode some rides, walked around, um, watched the parades, all that fun stuff. And we left after the first parade. So we were on the monorail out of there by like 10 o'clock. Okay. Oliver just... Even with a nap, it was like we were going down for the count. Uh huh. We were starting to have more frequent meltdowns. Yeah. <laughs> it was hot. We were just, it was just better for everybody if we left at that point in time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we felt like that we had had our money's worth. We had ridden rides, we had seen, we had done, and we felt good for what we had accomplished that night. And yeah. the fact that he was able to stay out till 10 o'clock. Yeah. So we went back, called it a day. <laughs> That sounds like it was smart. Yes. I think it was best for everybody. <laughs> so then the next day was your Animal Kingdom Day. Yes. Yes. So Thursday we got up a um, little bit later. We actually didn't head to the park until around lunchtime, which is not the end of the world. Um, everybody was just running a little bit slower. My feet had by this point become very, very swollen. Oh, yeah. 
So I was trying to be cognizant of that because I didn't really particularly want to have a Disney baby per se. Uh (laughs) (laughs) So I was trying to take it easy. So we went and we got to Animal Kingdom. And actually, the first thing we did, we we went and had lunch at Rainforest Cafe. It wasn't packed. It was, you know, Oliver loves to eat the grilled cheeses there because apparently their grilled cheeses are better than mine. (laughs) Now, did you have a reservation there? We did. I had actually booked it that morning. Oh, okay, cool. So not like a, you know, advanced reservation. I had just booked it. Right. Um, and so it was perfect because then we could eat and then we could kind of get our day underway and not have to worry about like stopping to eat. We were able to go. Yeah. Um, after we ate, we went and met Mickey and Minnie because that's something that we have. It's become a tradition at Animal Kingdom that we always meet Mickey and Minnie there. Okay. I don't know how it came to be, but it did. Uh-huh. So I've got Oliver all the way from itty bitty baby up to now, and I'm going to make him go until he gets married. <laughs> I've decided, <laughs> which was actually really good because this time, like Mickey and Minnie, we got some pictures of them like touching my belly. And so now we have those pictures of harlow in my belly meeting that mickey and minnie as well to kind of make it a little bit more special for us going through the years yeah we did lion king because that's like a staple everybody loves lion king Mm -hmm. i unfortunately cannot ride the safari so why can't you ride the safari (laughs) right expectant mothers cannot ride the safari is it just because the the like truck things are so bumpy they said it's the jostling ah okay And I asked my doctor before I left because the safari is kind of my absolute end-all, be-all favorite ride of all things Disney. Uh Uh-huh. I asked my doctor and she was like, if it's super jostly, it could be because your placenta will actually separate from your stomach. Oh, yeah. That seems not worth it. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Well, then (laughs) we'll – I'll skip it this time. It's fine. (laughs) I was a little, she was just being completely honest, which I appreciated that. She was like, the only thing I can really think is maybe this. And it was enough to scare me, not even to try and chance it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That seems smart. Um, But Mike got to write flight, ride flights of passage. What did he think? He, (laughs) he came off the ride and he was like, that was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> he was like, I wish you could ride it. And I was like, well, let's not rub it in my face, but tell me how it was. He right. was like, it was soaring times like a hundred. <laughs> and he was like, it was unbelievable. He was like, I can't wait to ride it again. I can't wait for you to ride it. And he was like, just going on and on and on and on, which made me excited because I know like how bad he wanted to ride it. Uh-huh. And then, hearing him how much he loved it when he got off Mm -hmm. it was all worthwhile it was like having another little eight-year-old boy (laughs) nice so rave reviews i know a lot of people have a hard time getting fast passes for it i've heard a lot of people having really good success at rope drop and then at closing so if you're planning a trip to disney soon i can't speak to it but my husband would swear by it that Waiting in line for even three hours would be worth it. <laughs> hmm. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I was like, no, that's where you're wrong. No yeah. ride is worth that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if they had cinnamon rolls at the end. Maybe. Yep. Maybe. That is a 
large, maybe. <laughs> um, so something that was kind of fun at Animal Kingdom is the Christmas stuff started coming out. Uh-huh. So the parks, it wasn't fully decorated but the parks had started to be decorated for christmas they had rolled out the christmas merchandise overnight literally it's like magic people (laughs) one day it's halloween and fall and the next day it's literally christmas wow and so that was fun i told mike i was like you know i feel like we got like a two-for-one trip where we're getting some christmas but we got halloween too yeah i was like so i'm not hating it and then they also released their christmas popcorn buckets okay so I was able to get my Christmas popcorn bucket, even though I couldn't get my Halloween bucket. <laughs> nice. Well, at least you got one. Yeah. So I feel like that was a small victory of this trip. Yeah. <laughs> I was super pumped about it. Uh, so we had kind of pretty much wrapped up everything there. And we were talking about what did we want to do for dinner. And as you know, Mike and I, we voted that we wanted to go back to Gasparilla's at the Grand Floridian because we absolutely love that quick service. Uh-huh. And so we headed back. We had dinner. We actually walked around outside because it was a little bit cooler that night. So Uh we walked around outside around Grand Floridian and kind of slowly walked back to the wedding pavilion and looked at that because we always like to go and reminisce when we're there. And then um, walked back to our room and did bath time and all that stuff and called it a night. Nice. Okay. So then Friday, you were going to kind of leave open to see what you guys felt like doing. So what did you end up doing that day? (laughs) Friday was an adventure. Okay. Um, So that night when that Thursday night when we had actually gotten back to our hotel, I was kind of perusing on the Disney park apps. I don't know how many people do that when they're like kind of laying in bed to, you know, hey, let's gamble and see what kind of reservations are out there for the next morning. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and they actually had a Ohana at 930. Mm. And so I was like, oh, well, that's perfect. It's right here at the hotel. Like, we can get up. I don't have to get up super early. We can go to Ohana. Ohana's good. This is great. So I booked it. We go to bed. We get up the next morning. Everybody's getting dressed. We get to Ohana. We're there. And Oliver's not quite acting right. Mm. He wasn't into the food. He wasn't into the characters. He was just not having any of it. So we saw like a, like the characters walk by for the parade and he was just like not excited at all. Hmm. And I touched him like I put my hand on the back of his neck and I was like, Mike, he's hot. Uh. And uh, Michael's like, what do you mean he's hot? I was like, I think he has a fever. Uh. And so we ended up not even get to do any of the characters. I actually like got him, took him back to the room and kind of like kind of went into mom mode of like, all right, I need to assess the situation. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God I had packed our whole life. Yeah. And I gave him some Tylenol. I didn't have a thermometer. I gave him some Tylenol. My parents had just gotten off the Disney cruise line that morning. Uh-huh. And so I was able to call them and have them run to CVS and pick me up a thermometer. Mm. Thank God for parents, even while on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> and when they got there, I was able to take Oliver's temperature and he had a 103.3 fever. Oh my goodness. So we didn't make plans for that day. And that's the reasons why, because you literally never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, 
he wasn't coughing, wasn't snotty or anything. He's just like he had a fever and he was run down, mm. um, which was hard. And then so we pretty much just laid around the room all day. Didn't really do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that evening, he actually started to perk up. Okay. And so my parents and Mike and Oliver and I, we decided to go get some food because we needed food. Mm -hmm. We went to Disney Springs. Oliver, you know, was able to eat. We actually went to Guy Fieri's new restaurant that's there, the chicken guy. Uh Very good. Amazing chicken. And if you're a sauce person, there are tons of different sauces. How were they? So good. They had everything from like just a mild ranch blue cheese your normal kind of -of run-of-the-mill all the way up to like sweet and spicy sriracha Mm. and hot memphis honey and so good highly recommend it i was very impressed i kind of had like my guard up but i was like (laughs) you know what we got to eat chicken's kind of oliver's go-to for food if he doesn't feel good like that's kind of our sure thing we can get him to eat Mm mm-hmm He loved it. He ate. He was doing better. And at that point in time, we were trying to decide whether or not we fly home or if we ride back in the car with my parents. Uh Uh-huh. I'm a big proponent of can't get on an airplane sick because you're contaminating everybody else. And that's just being rude. That's just being a bad human. Yeah. So we had made the decision, like I said, he was starting to perk up that night. We had made the decision that we would get up in the morning and make the call then that my parents would kind of hold off and wait for us. Okay. But our Friday was pretty much a bust. Yeah. We didn't do a whole lot because little guy was not having it. Bless his heart. Yeah. (laughs) And there's nothing more sad than a sick baby. Oh, yeah. They're so pitiful. They're so pitiful. They give the best hugs and cuddles. When they don't feel good. Yeah. And you're like, I'm sorry you feel bad, but I'm so glad you want to snuggle with me. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly how it is. Yeah. So Friday was not very exciting for us, unfortunately. Okay. Which is okay. Like I said, that's why we don't make plans because things come up and days go awry in the trip and and that's fine. But you definitely don't want to see your baby sick while you're on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. So we called it a day. We packed up, um, put our ironing board away, all that (laughs) stuff. (laughs) And then the next morning we woke up. um, My parents were trying to be on the road by eight. And so we got up kind of early and Oliver woke up. No fever. Fine as kind. Back to his normal self. Nice. So we don't I, I don't know what happened. I told Mike, I said, honestly, I think he got run down. Yeah. I think he was just pure exhaustion from the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, so we let my parents go ahead and drive back. We went and had breakfast. And then before you know it with Magical Express, no matter what time your flight is, it seems, you have to go catch Magical Express at like 11 o'clock. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, by the time we ate breakfast and all that fun stuff, we were we were on our way to the airport to come back home and – Thankfully, we had no delays, and we had a great flight back home, and Oliver wasn't sick, and I didn't contaminate people, so I did my (laughs) due diligence. Uh (laughs) But overall, it was a very successful 
fun Disney trip. Nice. Awesome. Okay. So what you guys had stayed at the Polynesian before, right? No, we had not stayed at the Polynesian before. This was our first time. Okay. So what was your overall impression of the Polynesian? Um, I really liked it. We were in one of the Disney vacation club rooms. Mm -hmm. So I can't really speak to the actual like hotel portion, but the pools were good. The distance from our room to the hotel was good, Mm -hmm. as well as we had a shorter even distance to the ticket and transportation center. Nice. So we had kind of two options as far as where we wanted to catch the monorail, depending on what we were doing. Yeah. Which was super convenient. Um, they have Dole Whip there, which I love Dole Whip. <laughs> um, I think their food selection's good. I would absolutely stay there again, for sure. Absolutely, hands down. Awesome. Okay. Now that you're at the end of the trip, looking back at the weather for the trip, how do you feel like the weather was? And would you visit this time of year again? Oh, man, that's a tough question, honestly, because when we were leading up to the trip and packing all the way up into Saturday night, literally Saturday night, I double checked the weather to make sure we were good with clothes. Mm -hmm. There wasn't going to be any sort of like dramatic dip in the weather and get chilly or it wasn't going to be extremely hot. And like I said, we were looking at low 80s, upper 70s all week. Uh Uh-huh. And to me, that's perfect. I think that's ideal. Yeah. It's ideal. You want it to be a little bit warmer than what it is at home. Uh-huh. And when we got there that first day, I told Mike, I was like, oh, it feels good. Like, this is perfect. We're going to have a great week. And it literally, it just flipped a switch. Mm. That afternoon, I told Mike, I said, it's not really getting any cooler out. I said, it's kind <laughs> of just staying the same. Yeah. And that's when Mike pulled out his phone and he was like, his exact words were, oh my God, you're going to (laughs) die. And I was like, oh, what do you mean I'm going to die? And he was like, the weather for this week is now saying upper 80s, low 90s. And I was Mm. like, you're lying to me. I know you are. (laughs) And if you're not, you better figure out a way to change the weather. So I ended up having to Amazon Prime myself, like maternity Capri leggings because (laughs) I had not packed for it. Uh-huh. Um, so I, it's such a hard question. I would absolutely go back again this time of the year. Cause I think our weather was a little bit of one-offs. Yeah. I don't think it's the common trend for that time of year at all. Okay. I think we just kind of got unfortunate on that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Did you learn anything on this trip that will make you do something differently on your next trip? Yeah. Um, maybe not my next trip to Disney. Definitely my next trip for the Halloween time. Um, I love Halloween. I think it's fun. I love Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. I love the Halloween decorations. I love their fall decorations. I will not go the week of Halloween probably ever again. Okay. The crowd levels were too high. And there were three Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween parties that week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And all three of them were sold out. Mm. I would definitely kind of push back maybe to like early October. Okay. 
and pick that time to go if you want to enjoy the fall decorations and the Halloween and Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. I think it would be a much more enjoyable experience as well as I could probably get my Halloween popcorn bucket. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So based on this trip, what one tip would you give a first timer going to Disney World? Oh my gosh. Um, these are hard questions, Rachel. <laughs> what is the square root of 437 times? <laughs> uh, let me go ask Mike because he's the numbers. <laughs> um, honestly, don't get discouraged or hung up on the 180-day dining reservations that is pushed so often. If you want to get everything, absolutely do 180 days, like get up at midnight with the rest of the folks. But so often people cancel that 24-hour mark, that 48-hour window, that you're going to pretty much get every restaurant you want without the stress of fighting people 180 days out. Yeah. Even if you do 180 days and you don't get something you want, again, don't get discouraged people cancel all the time, you would be surprised because I'm pretty sure that's how I got lucky with Garden Grill, Chef Mickey's, Ohana is things come up in people's vacations that they would rather spend more time at the park than going to eat or their kids get sick or a new a number of different things. So don't let dining reservations stress you out. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I have lots of people who've been on my show who've talked about we canceled dining reservations for this night because our kids were tired or they moved stuff around or whatever. Um, and I've never heard anybody who talked about picking them up the way that you did. But it's so interesting that, I mean, you're picking up those reservations that, you know, that these people are canceling and you're exactly right. They cancel them all the time. Yeah. I mean, we got, I, I want to say this trip, we got super lucky, but we have gotten lucky almost every single trip because this is going to sound really bad, but I've been to Disney so many times that I don't stress myself out at the 180 day mark. I'm like, you know what? We'll eat what we get. They have tons of good food there. It's not like there's only one good restaurant. Right. And so instead of worrying about that, whenever I do kind of get my itinerary set of what day we're going to be where I start booking reservations and then change, modify, cancel as new things come open. Yeah. It works out really well. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. All right. So then my last question, do you have a return trip in mind for the future? <laughs> we do. So um, I will be out of mat on maternity leave for three months come January. So we are looking at around March to okay. be going for our first trip with as a family of four. <laughs> yeah, nice. That'll be fun. I'm excited and nervous and all of those things. You'll get to hang out in the baby care centers. So that'll work well. <laughs> right, exactly. I'll be very familiar with all of those, which as a parent, I praise Disney for having such nice baby care facilities. Yeah. Because changing diapers, dealing with form, even when Oliver was little, dealing with formula and bottles and all that stuff. Like I, I was super, super thankful for those areas. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty great. Yes. Oh. Yes. Awesome. Definitely. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It sounds like you guys had a great Halloween, even with some sickness sneaking in there. It sounds like on the whole, it was still a great trip. Yep. Even with a little, you know, couple hiccups we had, it was a great time and we can't wait to go back again. Obviously, I wish I could go for Christmas. I'm a little jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Next year. Next year. Yes. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks, Lauren. Have a great night. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Thank you so much to Lauren for coming on the show and telling us all about how their trip went. I did want to mention a couple of things. First of all, if you are an ironer, if you are someone who goes to Disney World and irons, I profusely apologize if I offended you by my incredulousness that people do, in fact, iron at Disney World. I'm shocked by this because I'm basically just focused on keeping myself and my children alive and happy and ironing is the last thing on my mind. Um, But it's good to know that there are people who iron there. I also want to mention when Lauren was talking about going to Garden Grill, she talked about setting up a dining alert. So if this isn't something that you use, I highly recommend checking these out. Um, So the two that I know of are the Touring Plans Reservation Finder as well as Mouse Dining. Um, These are things where you can go in and set up a specific restaurant, a specific date, and a time range and they will periodically check to see if those reservations are available and then they'll text you or email you. Now, of course, there are other people who are probably looking for the same reservations as you, so you have to act fast. Um, I definitely have a lot of heartbreak in my life when I go to click on these links, you know, a minute after I get them and somebody's already snagged the reservation, but it's a great way to get those reservations that you didn't get at the 180 day mark. Or if you've just changed your mind or you hear about a new restaurant, things like that, they're really great tools. So I definitely recommend checking those out. Also, Lauren wanted me to tell you that they had stayed at Polynesian before in her post trip. She says that they had not stayed there before and her pregnancy brain, uh, she just kind of spaced out a little bit, but they did love Polynesian and it's definitely on my list of someplace I'd like to stay. So I enjoyed hearing all about it. Anyway, that is it for this week. As always, follow me on Twitter at MouseAndBackPod. Rate this podcast or leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the show, but most importantly, have an awesome week. Bye. Bye.